Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace. You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. L.A. Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of L.A. Street Art Gallery, James Chen of So 203, what's going on, bro? Oh, not much. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. <laughs> what's going on? You have a worried look on your face. Uh, dude, I'm totally chill. You know, not a whole lot going on. Just, uh, you know, take a couple of naps during the day and then, uh, you know, make a little food. Go sleep at night. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh... <laughs> I, I do see that Gregory Siff in the background, man. That's that's my boy, dude. I saw him at Art Basel last time, man. and uh, you know, I, it's always awesome that he's, he did a piece for you, that teach a portrait of you, actually, right? So that's yeah, cool. exactly. And and wrote teach under it, and he did a little spray can uh, with a little uh, teach piece crossover on the other side. Pretty yeah, cool. Man. Uh, it was awesome um, to meet him again. Yeah, dude. His I just I really really do love that guy. Um, yeah, I was being facetious there, dude. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm handling it, you know, <laughs> do you want to go into it or, uh, I mean, no, you know what I do want to go into is I had a very interesting day yesterday. Okay. Um, I, uh, got called in for jury services. Last time I did it, you go in and they interview everybody and decide which jurors they want to keep right well they do it different now and that was actually i was that was about 10 years ago <laughs> that i went in for jury service so i understand that it's changed a little bit but this was completely different um this lady comes out and you know because the last time i got excused very easily <laughs> um they saw the tattoos and uh, you know asked if i had been arrested before and i said yes and they said, uh, did you have any problems with the uh, way the police department handled it? And I said, yes, I did. And they're like, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you're not at home right now, I'm realizing. Yes, I am. Oh, okay, okay. I thought maybe you got selected for a jury and you're in a hotel room or something. But anyways, go. go. Yeah, and I brought my brought <laughs> my uh, Gregory Stiff with me. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's kind of like my little. You go. It's like your teddy yeah, bear. my little shit. security blanket, you know, like Linus. You know, I got my little Sorry. security blanket. Right, I got ahead of myself. But, but you know what? Yeah. It would be. It definitely would be, you know. I uh, would want to, one of the first pieces that I would actually pick, you know, to give me like a, a nice, um, good energy. You know, That's to true. take with me somewhere. That's true, um, But no, dude, the way they do it now, this lady gets up and she says, okay, you know, before with this, that, and the other. Well, now you're all actually selected for cases and you're going to start working today. And I was like, ooh, 
because I told my son the day before that after school on Monday, I would take him to, uh, to get a bicycle. And, you know, I don't like not being able to keep my word to my son because they decided to change the rules and didn't even mention it until the day of. Like, why couldn't you have put it on the website or something? You know, some kind of instructions other than what they had, you know, was basically give all your information and everything. But, <laughs> dude. So I went, I went up to the front and I said, um, after she made her, you know, I could have gotten there actually an hour late. They tell you to be there at like 1230, but oh, yeah. at 130 is when, it, you know, if you're not there, you get in trouble or whatever. You're like the fucking cable guy, man. No, not that bad. But dude, she was back in her office. I went up to the little uh, window and I said, um, so I had no idea that the rules had changed like this. And in the last few days, um, it's become evident that I'm going to have to go to Florida to check up on my dad, which is actually true. Um, I'm going to be heading there next week. And, um, so, you know, I don't know if, when I'm going to be, I don't know how long I'm going to be there. I don't know if I'm moving there. Um, which, you know, I kind of do, but, um, so, you know, she excused me and rescheduled my, uh, my jury duty. But now, now when I go in next time, I'll be ready, you know, to, and that's, you know, anyone who's listening to this, who hadn't done jury duty in a while and get called for it, be prepared to work that day as well as maybe a couple of other days. They can't keep you for longer than a week, I guess, where you have to keep going back. Um, but uh, because of COVID, that's how the things work now. Mm. I just remember whenever I had jury duty, it was in my like early 20s. I would always kind of like have a sigh of relief, like, ah, I, I don't have to go to work today. The government's going to pay me my $3 and... <laughs> It's fifteen dollars now. Oh, it's fifteen dollars. Yeah, fifteen dollars. Yeah. Okay. Woo. I mean, I've never actually gotten selected for a jury, and again, like my opinions and my personal experiences, uh, you know, with law enforcement haven't been the greatest. As yes, I know, I was there for for one in particular one. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, um, uh, but anyways, man, jury. But you know what? Being there for that one incident that uh, that you had that I was, uh, I can understand you know, why uh, you might get a little upset because that those guys were profiling you. That was, you know, just clear as day profiling. Like, I, you know, clear as day. Yeah. I mean, let's, I don't want to talk about it. Let's talk about something else. Yeah. 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 I I actually (laughs) want to talk about, um, you know, I released my new song last week, right? Yeah. I actually got 28 on the top 40 underground charts of whatever seriously man i don't even know how that works but you know it pays to know how to do something the right way right you know well hey dude you know what when you when you told me that you were going to have a mentor that's when i was like okay homeboy's getting serious now because before it was like well you know i know he likes doing this and everything but you know it takes a lot more, you know, dedication and commitment and consistency for me to, you know, actually believe something like that, you know, when if I hear it from somebody. I'll still be supportive and everything, but as far as like, you know, I'll, you know, definitely going to do it. Well, most of the time not. Well, but, let, me ask, let me ask you, though. Uh, okay, go ahead. Sorry. But. Well, no, just when uh, when I saw that you got the mentor, I was like, okay. Oh, okay. Well, let me now, ask you, now, you now some it? shit's going to happen. Do you have any mentors, though? I mean, that that you, uh, as an artist, you know, you've, you know, 
come up? I would say you're pretty yes, senior now. Yeah, right? you know, I would so. say uh, my my mentors are basically everybody. <laughs> hmm, I see. Okay, uh, you know, I've everybody, you- every artist that I work with, um, everyone that I come in contact with. You know, I I, I look at I look in, at the situation as you know, there's something I can definitely learn from this whatever experience I'm having. So that's the way I you know try to look at it. I mean, but as far know- as to learn from and um i haven't had one in a while but um i've been wanting to get back into painting mm. i thought i was going to do some of that in this house but dude this this property shakes so much and sways that it's not <laughs> any kind of detailed painting i'm doing it would be uh I, i've already messed up three times we're, you know, cutting stencils and working on uh, a couple of other pieces where I was, you know, doing some brush or whatever. And all of a sudden there's a little, you know, sway or whatever as there is right now. Um, Wait, why is it swaying? Sorry. I mean, maybe I'm sitting in my average, average hour, but I'm, I'm just saying like. Yeah, no, it's just the location. The location where I am uh, is next to a road that comes down a hill and goes around a turn. And a lot of cars, you know, come on this road and the road is not separated from the land that the houses are on. Mm. So I don't know if you've ever been on the side of a mountain when a herd of, you know, cattle or whatever goes running by just a herd of like it, the ground shakes. Okay. Now you think about how much each one of those cattle weighs and then you think about how much each car weighs, you know, and there's, there's traffic lights of, it basically brings them in like herds, you know, from traffic lights. Interesting. It's not evenly dispersed. So you have herds of, of a lot of weight coming around a, a bend. And, and, you know, if that's up on an elevated highway or something like that, it may not have as much effect. But if you're on the same level as they are and you're as close as our houses to the street, yeah, it moves, dude. I've actually taken uh, videos. Um, where's my phone? I don't know if you can tell. Um, I'll show it to you. Um, oh yeah, just from last night. Here we go. Okay, look at that. Wow. Wait a second. No, 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 no. It'll it'll go back to the. Uh... Okay. You, you look at that uh, that cypress tree. It's it's kind of going back and forth. It's wobbling. But look at my look at the spray can. Yeah. There's yeah. no wind. There's no wind at all, dude. That's and that cool. thing is like. And I've seen it when it's like this. Um, oh my God, what day was it? Yeah, the day of the earthquake, dude. Um, <laughs> I, it started with at about two o'clock in the morning because my uh, my dad had called, and because uh, his, his temporary tooth had fallen out, and it, he didn't realize the, the time difference. And then right after that, dude, I was you know walking outside and saw that can going like crazy. I came in the house. And it was just shaking like crazy. I'm like, okay, well, it's time to do the drill that I've told my kids about that we would do. And so I go wake up the wife. I'm like, sweetie, you got to get up and come in the living room. There's some, you know, some quakes going on right now. And the house that we're in is not that sturdy. So I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of, um, you know, belief in this, in this house and the structure uh, integrity. And so I went and woke up the kids and brought them in, got them in the living room right next to the front door. And that's where we stayed for a couple of hours. And, you know, 
waiting to see if there's any more after, big aftershocks. Because uh, did you hear about the four point two that hit? In, yeah, yeah, uh, I did. I was actually. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. I'm all the way out here in Orange County, so I didn't feel it. But at well, no. Here's the thing, dude. If you're up on the mountain, or if you're up on, you know, if there's certain areas that won't feel it, but evidently here you feel it. No, but I I did get up to go pee during that exact time. So I feel like it might have like woken me up and I was like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. So, uh... <laughs> dude, it's weird. You know, I, w- I would think that, um, you know, something like in the Hollywood Hills or something like that, that if there's a quake like that, it would it doesn't shake the hills, dude. It doesn't shake the granite. Mm, I see. I mean, I don't know, man, but uh, um, I hope, you know, I, I want to see. Anyway, art, long story short, that is why I'm I'm in gotten into the painting again. So if I do that, what I'll do is I'll find um, like a, a painting class or something like that, that I can go in and sit in and just, you know, check out some techniques or something like that. Mm, I, see, I see. Or actually, you know what these days, dude, with, with YouTube and everything, I'll probably watch a video or something like that. You know? you know, you know, for me personally, the reason I got a mentor was because I felt like there's just so much information coming at you online. And it's just easier if you have the privilege to know somebody who's doing it for real, who has the pedigree, the accolades actually on their resume, basically experience, to experience to kind of yes. cut through all the bullshit. Basically, it can save you like years in your learning process, you know, and it, it ain't cheap mm-hmm. to, to network in, to get inside these networks. And it's actually because it becomes a uh, kind of a community where once you get to a certain level, you know, you need to support this community actually because i think in every single community i think the the thing that's lacking is the income coming into that community you know there there can never be enough uh, enough money like coming in there you know hopefully we can oh, sell yeah, more paintings, sure. hopefully you know so i think every artist on every single level uh you know feels that that's important at some point in time so i don't know i, I just Dude, networking networking is unfortunately one of the things that they did not teach were the at the Ringling School of Art and Design when I went there. <laughs> and plus, artists are weird people who have no friends, man. Oh, I mean, dude. Like, especially the Here's the thing, okay? Ones, right? Most most artists, real true artists who, you know, that's their primary thing that they're the best at, um, are not good at selling themselves. But yeah. they can sell another artist better than most people. Yeah, and, you know, I'm just saying that it's just like it's very hard to – get into those circles you know what i mean in terms of uh uh the people actually you know doing it professionally and making making money off their art for a living you, you know so i, I you know how did I, you I, find this community i mean how did you find you know, your mentor uh, i'll give a short um kind of synopsis basically but at the end of the day it's just going out and expanding your network um as much as you don't want to go out to a party but you know the things that you like specifically that are kind of like a little bit more underground you're going to find like-minded people and through there they're going to expand their network and you'll meet the right people and uh that's the best way i can put it without boring everybody with the details but um well dude that's some good information ours our guest here yeah and tonight and today our guest actually um you know is uh, uh for example somebody i met at uh, one of these um, parties I went to, like one of these electronic dance music parties that I went to. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like she's super talented and uh, I wanted to play a song here uh, before she comes on. So uh, this song is called Burnout by Ilu. 
I like that song. Yeah, that's our intro, intro music for the guests. I'm sick of it. I hear it all the damn time. <laughs> this I thought my, we had to survive. I like that. This is my co-host, uh, Teacher. Uh, he's a prolific street artist out here in Los Angeles. Uh, and, uh, you know, Ilu, me Teacher, Teacher, me Ilu. And, uh, and you guys are my friends, and I hope you guys can both uh, meet in person one day. Absolutely. Nice to meet you, Teacher. Nice to meet you as well. So we just played uh, Burnout for the um, audience, basically, before But you I couldn't on. hear it. I couldn't hear it, um, the whole thing. He could only give me a little snippet, but let me tell you that what I did hear, your, your voice is lovely. I, I really enjoyed the voice, and the, the song was good, too, that, that I heard, but I only, I only heard, like, a, a short amount because, uh, you know, well, like tech. Said, we're going to cut it back in. And, Technical. Uh, you know, now you just, you know, ruin the magic, Teach. Right? So, <laughs> so, so anyways... Um, dude, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you on. I love the purple lighting that uh, you, you, you know, you have going on there. Um, and, you. and uh, you know, it's great to have you. And let's kind of get started by, um, you know, where are you from? Where am I from? Oh, yeah. this is so I am from the great city of Palmdale. Shout out, Afro Man. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah. I was oh, born yeah. in the desert, raised in the desert. Um, yeah, Palmdale Lancaster. So where you, you know, like you're you're in Los Angeles, you're you're, you're an artist, right? And you're a singer-songwriter. I actually met uh Ilu at one of the 6 a.m. parties um and you know, we've had Gia who's the 6, 6 a.m. party. That's about what time I get up. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> I have I have uh twin twin 12-year-olds. Well, I should say we, my wife and I. Like I I have them and I deal with them. No. If it wasn't for the wife, there'd be big problems. Um <laughs> But yeah, that's about what time I get up. Is that what time it starts at six a.m.? No, it's a it's a promote it's a promotion company called Six A.M. Basically, remember we had Gia. Uh, he's the founder of Six A.M. on the show, and he, he threw warehouse parties. Um, but anyways, man, um, you know that's where we met, and then we've just been working on some music together. And I was like, hey, you know, you're so talented. You just come on the show and introduce yourself to our audience because it's a fresh new audience, no pressure. You know, and um, so let me cut in here. I got a question for you. So you grew up in Palmdale? Yes, I grew up in Palmdale. Um, in, in Palmdale, that's not that's like right outside of L.A., right? That's like what uh, from about an hour out, an hour north. It's far. OK, is it? A, it's a small town or very, very small, like desert town. Um, basically, our form of entertainment was like movie theater, a mall. Um, yeah, really small desert town, but it was, um, really nice to grow up out there. It's quiet, you know, beautiful sunsets. Um, Out in the desert though, right? um, I'm just sorry. I gotta, when someone, you know, says they grew up in the desert, um, as a parent, you know, thinking about my kids going out and playing in the desert, it, you know, gets a little, uh, concerning because I know that there's certain creatures out there that, uh, you know, pretty dangerous. Did you ever have any run-ins with any, uh, any of the creatures out in the desert like the little um i don't know i guess uh, snakes or uh scorpions or anything like that not scorpions although that would have been cool um <laughs> that would have been cool yeah i love like i like um like oddities so like scorpions butterflies like i don't know taxidermy type of like so, Ivy, can you can we say that you like darker vibe things would that be would that be like a good way to describe it <laughs> Judging that, by her lighting, I would say that would make sense. Yes. 
I have a thing for that. <laughs> but um, I ran, I had a few runs with like some coyotes, like definitely um, grew up across like a field, like a desert field. Um, mm. so lots of coyotes. Um, definitely have seen some snakes. And it gets really hot out there. So um, it is like snake territory, like in the summer. So yeah, definitely saw some. I always like to say there. Palmdale is like the riverside of the valley. You know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like kind of far. A little bit, right? So, uh, you know, it, it's it's quite a distance. I've been there before, but like I said, claim the fame for me is Afro Man is from Palmdale, the because uh, I got high song, you know. <laughs> Anyways, I'm a stoner. Everybody knows that. <laughs> but when okay. when did you uh, when did you start with singing? I mean, um, probably you know, I'm sure very young. But as far as performing in front of people. Yeah, um, honestly, so I um, I had the introduction to music as like a a creative outlet back in 2015. Um, when I had, you were about about how old? You don't have to say exact age, but we like to give people a rough idea of you know who we're talking to. I'd say I was about nineteen. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I had friends in high school who produced and. Um, like rapped on music and one day they were like hey like breezy they used to call me breezy um my real name is Bree. nice so like, breezy um can you sing on one of our songs we need like female vocals and like they knew I sang but they didn't know I like you know sang sang so I was like okay like I'll try you know and then um so I went to the house they like had this hook written for me and I went into the studio and sing it and they're like Dude. okay wait a second i'm sorry i'm sorry wait a second have you had any at that point have you had any kind of professional uh lessons or anything like that um no so i did dance all my life so i did, mainly did dance i think there was one like quarter where i actually um did like vocal lessons but um that's it so you yeah. went into this recording right just having that as far as experience and how did it go it was good like honestly i was kind of shocked at like how natural it felt to be there and like at that point i knew like this is what i want to do and then at that point my friends started helping me like make music like we all made music together and it was just like the yeah. best and that's what it's all about nice um, real quick I, I, like i mean of course when you perform for other people but did you like for me, when I was a kid, I loved to like sing in the shower and I would just like, you know, <clears throat> take super long showers and like. OK, no, 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 no. I got a question. Do you <laughs> did you ever not sing in the shower? I mean, because <laughs> I I stayed singing in the shower. In fact, my grandma, I used to sing with her on the phone and I was like maybe five years old. She tells me this story every time I see her. She, I love her. Um, and she'll tell me that I used to sing like mirror, mirror on the wall to her on the phone. And actually, my I don't even know where the song came from. No one knows where the song came from. Like, I would sing it in, like, a song form. And she was the one who actually pointed out at, like, a very young age to my parents, like, hey, like, she has, like, a voice. Like, the way she alters her voice, like, I think she could sing. And, like, no one really thought anything of it. Like, you know, I'm, like, five, you know, I'm just singing <laughs> to my grandma on the phone. But um, I don't know. Interesting. Out, interesting. Well, okay, that's well, actually something that I've learned about uh, when it comes to singing uh that you know some people just have a good voice for it you know the way their genetics work out the way their voice box works and then you know um the ability to 
uh, not be tone deaf, you know, to be able to hear when you're out of tone, out of tune and be able to adjust it is huge. That's what, you know, most people are, are not tone, you know, tuned in enough to be a good singer. So that's, that's what really makes the difference. That's what I've, what I've learned. And that's why I don't sing. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah, even I, the shower. Come on. Everyone sounds good in the shower. <laughs> Those acoustics are great. Yeah, exactly. The acoustics are amazing, right? <laughs> yeah. Until you get right outside the shower. And it's like. <laughs> so you just got to close the curtain again. Just pretend nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so I, I'm just curious, like, even though music kind of came a little bit later in your life, um, what were kind of like the first? What was your first album? We all we, we always talk about the, this with guests. Uh, mine's super embarrassing, so whatever it is, don't be embarrassed. Mine was Ace of Base. Okay, like I, you know, I took my parents. I was like, you probably don't even know what that is because it was it was horrible. Exactly. It mine mine was Elvis. Okay, so you can't really <laughs> go wrong from there. I mean, what was the first album that you wanted to, uh, uh, you know, buy as a kid? Oh, first album I wanted to buy as a kid. Um, I can't even think of the name. It was the one of the songs my mom always used to play in the car was like Alice DJ. Do you think you're better off alone? Nice. Oh nice. my god, that was like. She's one of those ones that when they try to imitate the song, you're like, yeah, please do it. Go ahead. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's actually a classic red <laughs> anthem teach uh if i if i bring it up but i don't want to get pulled from from youtube or whatever so i won't bring it up but if i if you were to hear it you would immediately oh i've heard this song you know and um it to me that those are actually the first electronic dance music songs i ever heard it was uh i got a burn cd and uh, my friend came <laughs> back from south america and uh he was like had this burn cd he was like dude these are all the best dance hits that they're playing in um <clears throat> south america at these uh he, he went to i guess exchange program or something there and uh, i listened to it and i was like oh, okay so this is my atb alice dj all those kind of old ones were yeah. like my first uh introduction to electronic dance music before that it was all like rock and hip-hop you know so um so yeah i totally know that song that's awesome man so um so uh like from there i guess you know Alice DJ. I got a question for you. I got a question for you. Yeah. When you were, what's um, what's the media that you were first listening from? Like a, a record, a, a CD, uh, a radio, uh, you know, headphones. What what were you first listening to music from? Um, I was like one of those kids who like put a lot of work into their MySpace playlists and backgrounds. <laughs> so that was like my main thing. I was like, my playlist needs to be on point. Like my top friends, I don't worry about that. My playlist though has to be perfect <laughs> so definitely like i'm a computer on, on the computer and what james said, like burning cds like my dad would always have these blank cds make like cds for my friends and, like, your so, dad yeah. i'm like oh my god no i added my dad but he'd always be like don't tell you I, I might be able to be your dad's dad okay that's that's uh <laughs> but no, I mean that you know what that's that's what's cool about this this show I think because artists at the end of the day crosses all boundaries you know whether you're what age you are wh where you live I just think it's interesting know. what medium that they first experience experience music with you know yeah, teach, um, how much of an that. effort it is that they have to put into hearing the music like you know back when I was young and you, and you had the albums and you had to pretty god that that you got the needle in the right spot you know and you didn't scratch the needle or you know screw the needle up or whatever and 
you, you know, when it's you, done or whatever, we want to take it out before it hits too many times and messes the needle <laughs> up, you know, got to keep that needle nice and clean and everything and not bent. And way, you you start skipping, records? skipping. You ever listen to your music and start skipping on you? No? Gee, I wonder why. Well, actually, yeah, because I, I rewind. I had like a CD, a little portable CD player with like, you know, little foam headphones, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you got it from the antique store? What? <laughs> no, like I genuinely like had one like. Um, and then, you know, we moved to like the iPod nanos, like little square ones and got yeah, that yeah. In, like a public pool. So that sucked. <laughs> oh, yeah. But do you own any records, though? Like for you, is it a record? Because, I, you know, me, you've been a, you've been a, my studio. There's I have a yeah. bunch of records, you, you know, that I, co- I collect them like baseball cards almost. I don't even listen to them like necessarily. <laughs> but like for me, it's like they mean a lot to me, you know. So do you own as you know? Uh, any any records or that's not really like any actual vinyl records is the way is I, that one up on the wall behind you yeah actually um so if i point right um I i'm actually, old but i can still see i can still see <laughs> yeah vinyl so that's actually go out of style i feel like you know it's still yeah. big but right vinyl. i feel like it's making a major like comeback right now too like i know a lot of people who like collect vinyl but um i actually have vinyls i don't have a record player though which is <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what i'm saying it's good like, luck it's like, finding one <laughs> oh, man. you can find them you know they're, they're they can buy it on amazon but the thing is like i feel like you know at the end of the day your record collection is a, a series of records or songs that meant so much to you that they kind of define your personality so if somebody's looking through your record collection it's like oh, okay interesting you don't seem like you'd be into that but uh you have this record right so like i said i kind of um like I said, I've spent way too much money in my lifetime on records, man. And uh, but, every dude, you know what they move, make? They make good insulation. Too. You know, when you build that, when you build your house, they make good insulation. You just you know stuff your walls with them. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, okay. So going back to MySpace, you said that um, you you know you're. I feel like the scene kids on MySpace for like the emo <clears throat> uh, uh, period of time really blew up on MySpace because it was like people with like especially these guys, man, they had like the craziest like hair and they had the whiniest voices because it was just specifically for this genre. And MySpace allowed all these different kids to meet up and stuff like that. Right. Right. Um, Like I I was a little too old for that already. You know, at that time I was going to like, you know, uh, raves and underground parties for electronic dance music. But like for what was was that your experience during the MySpace years? You know, honestly, it's so funny you say that because I was definitely like a scene kid in middle school. Like I had like the side bangs, like little soup over my eye. Like I would dye it like a different color from Hot Topic like every week. Like it'd be purple. I'd go to Hot Topic, my main place to like shop, checkered pants, skinny jeans, all of it. (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's so funny. I think I think the original like people that I we've kind of had this conversation about like punk. A little bit before and uh, i feel like the original people that i knew that were super punk that kind of grew up in the rancid days and stuff like that they didn't have a store like hot topic to go to they kind of had to go to like the thrift stores to actually find cool stuff and later on this came the hot topic came and they didn't know what to do with themselves anymore because all these young kids they they were super young and they were more in the emo scene were kind of like uh blending into their look as, as you would say you know so it was an interesting time i think uh ju- you know just being a third party <laughs> witnessing that teach what what, what what was your experience for with seeing kids or you don't ha- you don't know nothing about it <laughs> seeing kids um <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I was the opposite of that basically when I was when I was in high school. There were um the the I guess the jocks that had they would wear letterman jackets and um and the cheerleaders, you know, would wear you know their their cheerleading outfits at times, I guess, but other than that, yeah, it really no, wasn't there was probably um, like greasers, right? There's probably like greasers who like you know, wore leather jackets, smoked cigarettes, and like you know, ha had like bandanas in their hair. They, there wasn't anything like that in Florida. Well, teach, dude, teach this is the redneck Riviera. Yeah, teach okay, this is like. <laughs> oh, you're yeah, not. From I mean, no, he's not from California. I, yeah, he's he. He's I'm from Florida. Northwest Florida. Okay. It is it is referred to as the redneck Riviera, like <laughs> Lower Alabama. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's like the Wild West of the east mm -hmm. and still <laughs> like that um and so it didn't really in my area also was a lot it was very touristy so you know they you had a constant you know bunch of different styles and things coming in from different states and and so you I, people never really got okay the members only jackets i think were you don't even know what that is, right? Okay. It was a type oh, of, um, it was a type of leather jacket, you know, but it wasn't like there was gangs wearing them or, you know, kids that hung out. Like, like I said, there was the jocks and then there was, oh yeah. When I was in the band, there was like, you know, the band, but everyone kind of wore basically the same thing, you know, um, you weren't allowed to wear shorts at this school. So, um, there wasn't a whole lot of, uh i guess no you know what in high school um there were a few people that started like uh getting punk haircuts um and their their clothes started to get so there was the the punks very few of them i see very few and yeah, I... but they did they hung out with everybody though you know it wasn't like there was uh you know and there was there were uh black people as well um that you know, hung out with everybody. It was uh, it was a, it was an odd area. Growing but, up in Florida um, is a little bit different than growing up in LA or at least the LA greater area. Just 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 letting for the younger audience. Yeah, know. and and in this particular this is, area, also a lot of guns and and, and stuff and drugs uh, from military bases. <laughs> just just you know, not nothing nothing really special. I don't know why it was so. Big no. In the 80s. Like, yeah, you know it's I mean? it. Uh, you know, the yeah. things on the on the on the shoulders, I, I were like, I made it really cool. I guess I don't know. Oh, and and in that little thing right there, it says members only. That was. I remember now. Oh my gosh, um, I actually wanted one, and my mom got me a jacket that kind of looked like it. And I was like, "Where's the hell? The, where the hell is the, the members only thing on there?" Oh, it looks like it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I was I, like, yeah. why I does it Doug? Why said, to... don't have to be exactly like it. I, I don't know why I need to be picky about this particular thing. It looks enough like it. I don't know. Okay, whatever. Well, sometimes, you know, this is a brand, right? A knockoff. It was like a knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know what? Besides the, the, the great voice and everything, um, and, and the, the guitar playing, my gosh, you've got um, really nice uh, stage presence. Oh, um one of the things that 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 kind of um bothers me a little bit is when i'm watching a performance and the performer looks like they're not enjoying themselves like they're you know 
trying to really hard to, you know, do whatever it is that they're doing. But when, you know, it's coming natural from them, it uh, really, really completes the whole experience. So very well done. Yeah, Thanks. awesome. And uh, uh, like I said, you have such an amazing voice, uh, Ilu. And uh, <laughs> I, I just think like, you know, it, it's funny because, uh, you know, you're, you're like the type of person that you meet that you're so talented that people are like, wait, like, how can I help you? Like, how come, you, you know, you know, you should be you should be uh, more famous than you are you know, or, th- or whatever, <laughs> or whatever. You, you know what I mean? Like people naturally have that like and you're pretty. So I can I'm sure there's been some uh, some gentlemen or maybe even some ladies that like ladies or whatever trying to, you know, help you out. But they wanted something in return. I hope you uh, haven't had that experience. But, um, you know. You know, like I said, like at the end of the day, I think, you know, I, it, that kind of stuff happens. But um, but no, I'm just I was I was about to say that, uh, you know, normally people don't listen to my stuff. And I'm like, hey, like, you know, I want to help you uh, get better, man. I'm I'm always like, please help me. <laughs> like, you know, like, I got to no, I got to like, you and Giovanni was like such a major blessing for me. Like, I feel like you guys have taught me so much with like artistry already and like the short time that we have been working together. So it's like, Oh, thank I really appreciate that, man. And you know, I, I learned a lot from doing this podcast. I always say that at the beginning we were doing this podcast at the beginning, we were talking about how I was just doing music for fun. Actually. I mean, it, it was, uh, it's not a shame to have it as a hobby. You can still be a professional and have it as a hobby too. But right. I'm just saying personally, uh, I was just not taking it as serious as uh you know uh the the guy who's a professional is doing and and i might add he was uh, expecting more from what he was doing you know he was like you know why you got these guys that are doing this crap over here i can do that but (laughs) when he got a mentor and started taking it seriously like full-on seriously put in the full commitment and everything um you know that's what's going to make a big difference Absolutely. Especially these days, these days, I mean, my God, everybody can, you know, you got a computer, you can record an album, you know, back in my day, <coughs> you had to hire, you know, all kinds of people and have all kinds of equipment to be able to do that. So because there's more competition out there, the people that really stand out are the ones that, you know, that's just who they are, you know, and that seems like that's, that's who you are. So. You know, all you need to do is just put the time and effort in. And uh, as long as you're enjoying doing what you're doing, I think you're going to do really well. Thank you. Um, When you uh, do you feel like the easiness of putting music up contributed to you um, wanting to do music or since you're so young? I don't know. Maybe it was always easy to throw it up on YouTube or or something like that. I feel like, you know, yeah. um it's funny that we just got on that topic of kind of like not putting in as much effort as like could be um I think this year was when I was like stepping into this like you know this is my dream like any other lifestyle any other career I would not be satisfied with um so I think before I was kind of holding myself back in a way that was like hey you're not going at this like a hundred percent like of course I love doing it of course I would you know consistently do it but not in the way that was like no like I want to make this happen um but I think switching that mindset um to where I'm at now is making it easier for me to put stuff out like I have been holding on to an album since 2013 (coughs) so it's been about well it'll be almost yeah it'll be three years this year that I've been holding on to a project um 
that I haven't put out. So like, it hasn't been easy for me to put out music, but this year it's like go time. So like, it's getting there. Okay. I feel like I said, I feel like we met at a really, um, uh, like a good point at both of our artist careers. Cause I, that's the same way I feel too. Like I've been working on all this music for the past like couple years and uh, with a mentor too, kind of learning the ropes of everything I need to do. Um, and uh, uh, like I said, it's just kind of like it's go time. And, you know, what I've realized about it is like, you know, it's being an artist or being a musician. It's really like a lifestyle. Like, you know, people, they want to I wish I had this goal and I want to I want to kind of do something and achieve like perform for however many people or whatever. But it's right. just like the journey actually is if you, if you don't you know, there's professionals putting in like work daily, you, you know, what I mean, that they're to keeping their spot. Right. I yeah. mean, um, you, you know, what, how do you feel? Well, they're never going to reach, be able to reach that appreciation that they're trying to attain when they have a, a goal like that, you know, because they don't know exactly what it takes to reach that goal, mm. you know. Um, and if that's just who you are and you put the time in, then, you know, you're going to be able to experience that. And, um, you know, that's, that's what makes a difference. There's a person that one thinks that they want to do something and they start trying to do it. And as they're trying to do it, they realize, Holy fuck, this is a lot of work. I didn't think I was going to have to do this kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really enjoy it that much. God <laughs> damn, man. I don't know if I want to do it this much to be there, you know, <laughs> whereas, you know, if that's who you are, then it's just, you're doing it anyway. Yep. you know yep. and that's the way i see it yeah definitely i completely agree with that i lou okay so let me ask you um now that let's get out of the deep artist talk just let's just out, talk about you for a second what are like you know give me like a few bands that uh you know really influenced you or or not necessarily bands but just like you know artists that you're listening to because we've talked about quite a few different genres you know what i mean but uh, uh your most recent your most yeah. recent my most recent, I would say, is um, the Cockatoo Twins. I know they're from like the '80s, '90s, like grunge scene. Um, I love the. I love their name, the Cockatoo Twins. Oh, I love them. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm I'm being juvenile over here. <laughs> I, I love it, man. I love that. Uh, I always has like some obscure uh, reference <laughs> songs that I just sounds like a cock or two. You know what I mean? Cockatoo Twins. Was a Scottish rock band. What would you like? Oh, I don't know, a cock or two. <laughs> Jesus. Dude. Well, you want one or two? Because it's just me. I got the one. Is there a Scottish rock band? Yes. Yeah, they were they were formed in. Uh, okay, Grangemouth. Okay, we got. I got to check them out, man. Uh, you know, like I said, I can't play any music on here, but you know, uh, who else? Who else besides the cockatoos? Um, the Velvet Underground and Nico. Oh, nice. Um, okay. The Doors, um, Jim Morrison. Oh, like the way that's someone I recognize. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, the Doors. I'm a lot of like old music. Um, something that I want to kind you of. You didn't have to say it was old music. You can just you can keep you know it. You don't have to say it's old or new. You know, just like names is fine. Okay, it's. <laughs> it's I'm kidding, sweetie. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, so I like a lot of older music. Um, to be honest, I'm a bit out of the loop with like the current, current you know stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, um, ask, do you feel like a lot of kids? Yeah, me too. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, James. Do you feel like a lot of kids they they don't want to listen to the newer music? They kind of I've I've noticed that a lot of people, uh, they have a hard time listening to 
you know, older stuff. They're like, oh, that's old. You know, I'm just curious, like, is that your experience or? You know, I've actually been like really um, surprised with, I don't know if it's like just the, the scenes I kind of put myself in, but I've had the pleasure of meeting a lot of people that actually share like the same um, taste in music um, as far as like seventies, eighties, nineties, like grunge, um, dark wave, post-punk, like that honestly is like my major influence. And it's interesting because I feel like it doesn't really reflect through my music per se, but I think vocal wise, I do get a lot of influence from the way they use their voices, the things they talk Interesting. about. Interesting. Let's go back. Yeah. To I about totally that. agree. After hearing what I've heard from you, I would totally agree. Let's talk about the Velvet Underground for a second. Teach, you know, they were Andy Warhol's like house band, right? I mean, just to make the art connection. No, I don't, but now I do. So, so the, the I did not know that. That's my best Johnny Carson. Sorry. <laughs> the album. Do you know who Johnny out. Carson is? I don't. <laughs> I see. I know it, but that's okay. That's okay. You know, <laughs> there's people listening to know who Johnny Carson is. And I did not know that. You know, every, everybody knows. Was that not good? Whoever's listening. Okay. And knows who Johnny Carson is. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Listen. I did not know that. Okay. That was, that was so pretty there. good, actually. That was pretty good, actually. Um, but but no one gives a fuck about Johnny Carson, man. But um... <laughs> we have some listeners that do, but let's go on. <laughs> okay, so Andy Warhol uh, did this album cover for the Velvet Underground. It was the banana, right? So uh, um, just just for a little art reference for our uh, you know street art fans there, and obviously Andy Warhol's like big. And then um, you know how they all you know Andy Warhol had this place called the Factory, basically where he kind of just let people live and uh you know we've interviewed people that have been to the factory before too and uh you know it was just a creative space i guess but it was kind of also like a drug den if you ask some people <laughs> you know and uh you know the velvet underground were like the house band basically so uh for the parties and stuff like that too so yeah. uh, you know the visual artists and music uh artists have always musicians have always kind of been intertwined i feel like and uh i feel like you know that's why this podcast works man i feel like if we were only talking about street art all the time um you know like i said it could get a little dry right it's just like if we're only talking about music but um uh okay so question ilu have you what about street art we always like to ask the um the guest who's a, a music guest a little bit about you know what their experience is so teach go ahead i mean have you yeah well okay so um have you ever uh, really noticed it or paid any kind of attention to artwork that you've seen in the streets? Like, you know, as far as either murals on the wall or tags or, you know, any kind of what they call street art is something that has a message to it that's, you know, has a stencil or something like that or an image that has some kind of a, you know, message along with it. Have you ever been aware of it or noticed it at all? Yeah, absolutely. In, in Palmdale, when you were growing up in Palmdale, was there anything like that? Um, actually, yeah. Um, there Did you ever tag? Were you a tagger? <laughs> no. Uh, you know what's really cool about Palmdale is it has a really big, like, skate scene out there, you know? Um, oh, okay. Then there'll be taggers, yes. Yeah, so definitely a lot of, like, graffiti around town, which, you know, I feel like a lot of people complain about. I personally think graffiti's cool. Like, I, you know... I don't know. I like, I love graffiti. Like I'm, I'm just, gonna we like you even more now. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And I think that's one of the things um, I like about LA too, all the murals. Um, I actually really like Seattle, Washington for 
the street art that they have out there. Um, in fact, wow. that's somewhere I'd want to move one day. Um, but yeah, I, I love Seattle for that very reason, just the artwork and that vibe and that kind of underground. It's like, beautiful up there. I have an uncle that lives up there on Queen Anne. And um, he's, uh, you know, that's, I've been there quite a few times and it is a beautiful, you know, as far as landscape goes as well. And um, God, I can't remember the last time I was up there. I don't even know if I was, I wasn't even doing graffiti yet. So I didn't even really uh, think to look around and notice it much when I was there. Now that I think about it. I like Seattle Uh, because they have the gum wall. Like I'm just saying, everybody just decided to just stick there. Are you chewing gum right now? <laughs> no, but you know, you, you know are. about the gum wall, right? And uh, and everybody would just stick their gum on the wall, and it became like an art piece, right? Yeah, Where, but the uh, question is, how many people came up and took a piece of gum and chewed it? <laughs> that reminds yeah. me of one of my favorite movie scenes from Elf. Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> see, I feel like see, you, you know, normally. People who are like <laughs> super dark, they they wouldn't necessarily like a movie like Elf, you know what I mean? But I feel like I, I no, feel no, like no. you know it's cool that like uh it, you know there's some dark know. moments in Elf, dude. I mean, you know, I mean, some... people weren't believing in Santa. Like, what? That was a dark moment. <laughs> you know, for, honestly, I believed in in Santa until really, really late. Because uh, I just believed everything my my parents told me, you know, and it it was kind of. What about like, you, Bree? When did when did did you believe in Santa? I did for a while, and then I found out he wasn't real. And about then, what age? Do you remember about what age you were? Uh, you know what? I can't really think of like an accurate age. I know it was like definitely before middle school, so I guess I wasn't too old. Um, as I think I, I want to say it was like probably fourth grade. I was eleven, man, and I. I, w- <laughs> I was eight. Good grief! Yeah, no, it's really fucked up, you know. And you know, my mom was like, "Knock it off with that, you know, Santa crap." I'm like, "What?" I, I was so innocent, man. You know, and how I figured it out because my parents got lazy. Okay, so but you know, Santa Claus <laughs> usually writes like a note, right, for you or whatever. Your you dad know. got lazy. I can't see that, dude. Well, you know, here, check this out. Check this out. Okay, usually they would write, and my parents would write with their left hand, so it wouldn't look like you know, um, <laughs> like they're their handwriting. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. But then one year, they just decided to print it out on the word processor because the computer started getting invented. And I read it, and I was like, man, this sounds like my mom nagging me, man. And <laughs> this, this, this type. You know why they up. did that, James? You know why they did that? Hmm. because they they loved you a little bit less at that point <laughs> yeah i think so man you, you know what i mean like no more handwritten notes and shit like I, I for maybe it was just because we just got a new computer and they wanted to use it you know they thought this is like a good opportunity but uh anyways i just read this note i was like mom no i'm kidding <laughs> yeah when i found out i was like what is real i was like that means the easter bunny's fake that means oh see see it's yeah like- exactly and guess what i that I coupled that in with, you know, my dad was like um, singing in the church choir and teaching Sunday school and everything. And I'm like, so you guys want me to stop believing the, all the Santa stuff now, but you, you want me to still believe in the Jesus stuff, which, <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you're talking about Jesus walking on water and all these crazy things, burning bush, talking to him and all this stuff. And, and then Santa is like going around the world and, in one night. 
And so, yeah, exactly. What the fuck is real? Who the hell yeah. do I believe at this point? I had like a breakdown at that point, like a little mini four, yeah. four breakdown. Like, what is life? What is real? What am I, what am I, what else have they been lied to about? So. Exactly. That, okay. Santa Claus was, I'm so me. glad that you, uh, yeah, that you uh, admitted that because that's, it's some fucked up shit. I didn't even did that to my kids. No. Okay. I was about to they, ask. They knew from early on. You're no. Like okay. So what I told them is I said, look, okay. Like when they were really young, there's nothing you can tell them, you know, like there, there's no Santa. There's Santa right over there. Fuck you. Okay. There's Santa. Like, but all. when they start asking questions and it gets to a point where you're like, okay, look, here's the deal. Okay. Like I've yeah. told you before, when you wouldn't even listen to me and say, well, they're saying over there. Okay. <laughs> it's about celebrating the idea of this story of this guy that used to give gifts to people and he would sneak into their house at night in this one town. Okay. In this one little town, St. Nick was his name. Okay. So in celebration of him, this is what people do. Okay. Everyone has their own little way of, of dealing with it. Some, some of them like to lie to their kids until they're, you know, you know, who knows how old, I don't know what the oldest person could be that would still believe in Santa Claus, but, um, <laughs> you know, that's what I told my kids. I'm like, Here's it, you know? right now believing in Santa is like, what? We just like <laughs> did that for them. <laughs> No, I mean their parents. Their their parents would have to be full on like coddling them still as an adult. I mean, like that would just be sad, man. But uh, <laughs> but it, it, no, here's the thing: Santa Claus fucked me up, and also uh, like just like the amount of misinformation on drugs also fucked me up too, man. Like you know, I felt like if you smoke oh, yeah. weed one time during the Reagan administration, like you know, you're gonna ruin your life. I mean, if Reefer just, Madness, the movie Reefer Madness, scared I mean, the hell out of a lot of people. I think that was like uh, a little bit before everybody's time, but <laughs> I, I mean, the thing yeah, is, mine. <laughs> did you watch it at school? Reefer Madness, they gave it, they gave it to you. Not at school, but I, I do remember watching it. You know, my mm. parents being all freaked out by it and everything, and I'm just like, eh, try it, please. You know, and give it a shot. You guys might loosen up a little bit and chill out. You know, <laughs> but see, for me, maybe maybe Dad will stop killing people. You know, maybe Mom will stop helping. So. <laughs> I just feel like all that misinformation kind of like led you, uh, led me at least to be like, oh man, if they're telling, if they were lying to me about this, then like, what else are they lying to me about? Right. So, uh, you know, for me, that's how I kind of started exploring raving, man. And then I've, you know, finding, you know, communities within music underground that weren't songs I would hear on the radio necessarily. Right. So, um, I mean, do you remember the first rave that you went to, uh, Bree? I I do, um, very vividly. How old were you? I was not that young. I was eighteen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I had a, I have an older sister um, who actually introduced me to the rave scene, and she was the one who took me to my first rave. It was Escape, uh, Insomniac Escape. Nice, nice. Um, Escape nice. Halloween, which was shout amazing. Out Antoinette. Yeah, shout out Antoinette. <laughs> <laughs> so she introduced me to like the rave scene and then she got me super into you know when you first start off you're like I don't know there's so many different EDM genres like I don't know which one I like and she always had like techno on and like house music and then that got me super into like especially techno and like house and that's to this day I'm like a huge fan of like dark techno and I think that kind of influences a lot of the music I could make too just like with the synths and like that heavy like bass line and I like that darkness to things 
Nice. Um, nice. I feel like techno carries for sure. Well, let me ask you. So were you into vampires growing up? Like, was that a thing for you or uh, or, or no? Absolutely. I have the whole Twilight book collection above me right now still from middle school. I was just going to ask about Twilight. <laughs> yep. Team Edward all the way. <laughs> See, like, hilarious. For, for me, I feel like my only real exposure exposure to um uh vampires was like true blood that was like a tv show that was like really popular like you know that i watched I, I again i missed out on the whole uh twilight it was a little you know i did watch one movie i didn't you know i didn't read the books or anything but you know he had that like silver kind of you know skin when the <laughs> sun hit his face yeah i was very confused by that but <laughs> I, I heard that you know teenage girls like love that movie right so Teacher, I mean, you know, when it when it came down to in, in in my day, the special effects just were not that good and weren't convincing. So it's hard to believe <laughs> in them. You know, I imagine if I was going up these days, I'd be like, "Holy fuck, man!" You know, this, this shit. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to do it. You know, but it's like Twilight. My days, you're watching TV and you're going, "That's you can see the thing. It's it's not." Uh. What was that, Brie? I feel like Twilight was a little cheesy for me because I like more of like the gory, like the real vampire stuff. Like, mm. sorry, if I don't offend like Twilight fans. Inter- Interview with a Vampire? Interview with a Vampire was good. And then there was like this TV show. I don't even know what network it was on. It was on TV. Um, but it was called The Vampire Diaries. And I feel like it was more like the list. Uh, it was like really cool. But that was like my thing in middle school. Too. Were, were there like, you know, right now. You look like you could be a vampire. I mean, that, <laughs> like a beautiful one. Okay. But like, you know. Thank I guess you. the lighting and everything helps as well, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess for she wouldn't do the the she wouldn't do the the podcast until after sunset. So I don't know what that is. <laughs> Maybe she is a vampire, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I just I don't know. I hate the taste of blood, man. I I, I thought about it. I was like, could I get into this? I was like, that's good. You know, that's no, good. But then, no, but then sometimes <laughs> you know you cut your finger and then like you know you start sucking on your finger. I'm I always like hate that, man. I'm like, Ugh, it tastes so. You know, I was like, I could never be a vampire, man. Like, okay, don't don't suck on your finger, uh, if you cut it or something like that. Also, don't don't wash it out under a water faucet or whatever. Like, what are you supposed to do? Let it bleed. <laughs> it's it's actually cleansing itself when it bleeds like that. And then you, if it's bleeding too much, then you you know hold it above heart level. And depending on how bad it is, you know you keep it from bleeding too much. But you can get a tissue, right? I mean, at least get a tissue to wipe it up, right? I mean. That's fine, right? You don't want to touch anything to to the where they cut it. You're 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 actually naturally healing yourself with the best. You just, you just you know, bleed all over yourself, man. No, that's what I know. If it's <laughs> bleeding, if it keeps bleeding, you stop it from bleeding. But if it's if it just bleeds a little bit, you know, don't clean it up. You know, I should know this because I went to school for like phlebotomy, like blood drawing, and. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Can you go back into that? What? Yeah, so like um after high school I went straight to CSUN and I thought I was gonna do like four-year university, all that thing. And then I realized I like was just not ready. So I went to phlebotomy school um to do like blood drawing. And yeah, I did it. Very vampire profession, by the way. I'm not... <laughs> okay. Um it was a lot of fun, actually. But look just... at the time. Uh I gotta I'm going to go get some steaks and some silver bullets down at the store. James, can I hook you up with anything? You good? We wouldn't just say that. I mean, dude. Wow. I've actually never hung out. Went to school for it. Like she didn't just get it from another fucking vampire. She's like, no, 
I've been lied to about Santa Claus and all kinds of shit. I got to learn shit for myself. Okay. But, but I'm going to figure never... out the best way. You guys are wasting your time. Okay. The carotid artery is down a little further <laughs> right in here. Okay. You're missing it. By the way, I've never hung out with uh, uh, Bree in the daytime. So, uh, you know, it, I, I'm not, I'm not dispelling any rumors. You know, I cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> James, I, James, I do have some turtlenecks. I can, uh, shirts I can, I like to hang out with all types of people. You, you know what I mean? If you're a vampire, I'm cool. I'm cool with vampires too. I, I think vampires probably throw, throw dope industrial parties that, uh, you know, have awesome techno music, man. So, uh, oh, no, wait, what was it? What was it that Herschel Walker said about them? Uh, you guys I barely know that? who Herschel Walker is, man. And I feel like for sure, like, uh, uh, Brie probably, Bree, do you know who Herschel Walker is? Herschel, like the backpacks. <laughs> no, Herschel Walker, the guy that used to be a football player and was running for the Senate in Georgia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He I, I, was yeah. talking about how vampires are cool people, you know, but werewolves, werewolves kill vampires, you know that. So I want to be a werewolf. That was a real thing. Rational. Look it up. See, uh, okay. So wait, have you speaking of vampires? Well, before we're off topic, have you seen Blade? No, I haven't. Is that you good? Never... Oh man. Okay, teach. I'm you know Blade, right? Blade I love. I I know about it, but dude, I I haven't seen it. Okay, Blade is with Wesley Snipes. It's like a, I know that. I know that part. Movie. I know it's badass he, uh, and everything, but I have never seen. Sword. It. Let me let me just pull this up. Don't here. ruin it for me, damn it. Yeah, no spoilers. I'm gonna watch this tonight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably so. I would too if I didn't have a wife and kids and three hundred other things yet? going on. <laughs> I can't. I can't see anything. You can't see anything. It's just can you breathe? No, it just says that you're sharing your screen or started. Yeah, screen. same thing here. Same thing here, dude. Oh, Something's up so on your annoying. end this time because usually you can share the screen a lot easier. Are you not? Are you not doing your best, James? Are you not doing your best work? <laughs> but anyways, guys, uh, check out that movie. There's this scene that they have like this uh, rave, and all of a sudden, like all this like blood starts like coming out from the ceiling, actually. And they play this really, really uh, cool techno song. And actually, my recent, most recent song was inspired by that song. Um, I think that song with the called... blood. Yeah, exactly. Are you talking about drop that or something you made? Yeah, after? drop that. Yeah, exactly. Drop that was inspired by uh, a scene in this movie. Actually, this vampire uh, bleeding movie. ceilings. <laughs> called, the original song was called Blood Rave. Basically, you know, that what is I mean? so, so cool. That has awesome. to be the music video inspiration for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, really... I can't wait to hear what inspires your next one. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I bleeding ceilings. Of... I have a lot coming out, man. But uh, you know, like I said, my 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 music is pretty much all inspired by drugs, man. So uh, <laughs> that's, <it. laughs> that's the not inspired of... by drugs. They were um, used used in the inspiration of. Yeah, I mean that's the central theme of like pretty much all my music, man. It's all like uh, you know music to listen to when you're on drugs, man. But uh, and dance, right? So, uh, but anyway, so so we have a you have a new single coming out, uh, Bree, and. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about this next song because uh, we're almost out of time here today. Yeah, so the new song is called Midnight. It's coming out on um, Valentine's Day, actually. I've kind of had this tradition of dropping on Valentine's Day. I think music is like the ultimate Valentine's Day grams, you know, those like things you used to get in school. <laughs> I like um, that. I like that. Nice. 
So that's my little Valentine's Day gram to the world. Um, but um, yeah, it's called Midnight. And I think a lot of my music is um, inspired by the actual like life experience of myself. And like, honestly, even like theoretical, like fantasy type of scenarios or like, you know, like just the like hypothetical situations that I'll sing about. So it's interesting because a lot of people will be like, oh, like, what is it? Who is that about? What is that about? And it's like, sometimes it's not about anything. Like sometimes it's like about what I would imagine someone, someone else's life experience is or like how I construct something. Yeah. You know, I really like the lyrics in Burnout. I mean, um, the song that we played a little bit earlier and uh, uh, was that about a personal experience or was that kind of like a theoretical one? Um, that one was definitely personal to me. Um, the previous like connections, um, like romantic connections and just, you know, mem- you know, memories and things like that, which I do find can inspire a lot of my music, but mm. um, sometimes it'll go off into the abstract. Like it'll start as that concept that inspires it. And then I'll kind of, you know, draw different lyrics from that, I guess. Awesome. Interesting. Yeah. You know, teach. I mean, when you when you paint, I know that's actually some good information for people that are you know thinking about doing music. You know, maybe they think that stay stick too much to the story and are afraid to, you know, to let their mind flow a little bit. So I feel like it's like writing a story, almost like a book. Like I think of writing a song, like journaling, in a way, but also like writing. You know, I used to want to be in like an author. Actually, um, I used to love English class, um, like just writing like wow imaginary you know, stories so i think um i kind of put that into my music at times too that's awesome man i you know I, I, i'm just saying wow because i i you know i'm partially dyslexic so english was like torture for me <laughs> that's how i feel about math i hate math oh no math is horrible oh i was good with i was good at math i just you know it would get the numbers switched around so on exams and stuff i screw up and i was like oh that's just because i'm you know fucked up oh well did that excuse ever work? I'm just curious. Each, I mean, it's not an excuse. It's it's for real. But did, you're like, I failed because these numbers were switched around. Well, no, the teacher um, would would you know could understand and see how like she could see that I could understand what I was doing, or he could see that I could understand what I was doing. And um, you know, they'd still take some points off, but um, you know, it's it's a lot better than not knowing what the hell I was doing. <laughs> I see. Well, so okay, uh Bree, do you have any plans this year? Um, you know, you know, anything that you wanna uh, I I know you have a show coming up too, right? Any projects or yeah, any projects or shows coming up? Yes, yes. I'm so excited. It's gonna be like a, a really exciting time um this year. I have a show coming up actually for Gala it's a Galentine's Day event. So that's on February twenty first in um Santa Clarita at this cool place called Black and Blue. So I'm really excited. That'll be like my second um like big show, like actually singing like my own, my own stuff. Um oh, nice. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that. Um and then I'm playing a lot of music or performing a lot of music there from an album that I will be finally dropping in October of this year um, that I've been holding on to since 2020, like pre-pandemic. So I'm super good. excited. Feels yeah. good to release stuff, huh? First, yes. you know, and release it the right way too. Because I feel like, you know, when I was first doing music, I was just like, I'm done with this song. Impulsively release it, and then nothing happens. Because first of all, it sucks. Second of all, you're you're not. I didn't put in the proper channels and all the proper way to do it, you know. But once you yeah. learn how to do it, 
I mean, just like the comments and the feedback and everything like that. It's so satisfying to release right. like work. I think I'm for art, teach for your paintings. Do you get that kind of feeling, or do you usually just kind of like put it out like and not give a fuck? It's more about your message. These days, I'm kind of numb to it all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've I've been holding on to a lot of stuff um, just because I have a you know big project that's. Uh, should be arriving in a couple of days, actually. So, um, but yeah, you know, anytime you get positive feedback from something, it's it's uh, it's awesome. You know, it gives you more energy and and uh, you know, makes you feel even better about what you're doing. I mean, I already feel good doing what I'm doing. You know, because art has always been kind of therapeutic for me. But um, you know, when you're getting you know good good re replies and responses, um, yeah, it makes you feel even better. Awesome. Yeah. So, so Bree, we're gonna release. Uh, we're we're gonna give us the audience a sneak peek of a uh, Midnight Racer, and uh, so tell the audience a little bit. Uh, you know what your socials are, so they can go ahead and follow you on uh, social media. Yeah. Um. So my Instagram and Twitter handle is ilu music with a underscore at the end. I believe it's two underscores. Yeah. Um, How do you spell ilu? I l u music okay. yeah you, I, think, I mean i love i love your artist name by the way um you. you know when did it come to you your artist name or is there a story behind it yes you guys are gonna laugh so actually it was in phlebotomy school um so <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it doesn't freak me out at all okay it's not, not at all he's just afraid like, of needles <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean no, I, i'm not afraid of needles it's just the whole idea of that she went to school for this dude i'm just really impressed <laughs> I, I enjoyed Please. it. I didn't. Um, so yeah, it was during, um, for part of the schooling, you have to do clinical rotations. You know, you have to draw a certain amount of, you know, patient's blood to, you know, pass, you know, the exam and stuff, you know, like, you know, kill someone or something later. <laughs> so um, yeah, I was drawing um, an older um, lady's blood and I was, um, you know, just trying to make conversation, you know, it's awkward. You have like a needle in someone's vein. They're kind of like freaking out, like, oh my God, you know? So you're just like, oh, like, hi, how are you? And she's like, oh, I'm great. Like my um, daughter actually just had her first child. And, you know, I was just like, oh, like, what's, what's their name? Like, is it a girl boy? And she's like, oh, it's a girl. Like they named her Ilu. And like, just right away, I was like, that's such a beautiful name. You know, like I've never heard, I've never met anyone named Ilu. I've never even heard the name until. Like, I haven't heard of it either. And I'm an old man. So. Yeah. So then I like. I like I that. Yeah. Is she Asian? Because that kind of sounds like it could be a, like a Chinese. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> ah, you didn't check China yet, have you? <laughs> she actually anyway. was, I, I believe she was maybe like Caucasian or. Yeah. <laughs> that's but, an awesome name. Yeah. Yeah. So then I looked up later. It just really stuck with me that whole day, like after school. And I was like, that that's a really cool name. And at that point, my artist name was actually Noir and I didn't really like it. Like I didn't feel like it really like. I'm sorry. What did you say it was? Noir. So black in French. Okay. okay. Interesting. Yeah. And I just kind of was like, oh, like, I don't know. It's not really like, it's not like really like calling me, you know, like it's not really like hitting yeah. me. Um, I definitely like Ilu better. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So I researched it later. Um, you know, you can research, research like what a name means. And it was um, someone who sees beauty in all things light and generally oh. wants to gravitate to the creative realm. And right away I was like, dude, that was, that's it. Like that's what I was saying. <laughs> nice. I love it. Very okay. cool. So one more question uh, before we're going to play uh, Midnight Racer. So you have a new project coming up and I saw a new photo go up today. 
And uh, I just want to know a little bit about it because uh, I'm just so curious. It's an awesome photo, by the way. You look great. Thank you. Shout out to my friend, Michael Williams. He's a talented photographer. Um, great at what he does. Um, so the album name is Channels. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with like the Fairly Odd Parents, like a cartoon from Nickelodeon, like way back. Is this with uh, Doug? Way Cameron? back? Not way back, but you know, <laughs> like when I was in middle school. Well, anyway, there was like this... Um, <laughs> There was like this um, episode called like Channel Surfers and he was like hopping through the channels of the TV and like each episode was like this different world he was in. And that's what I want my album to feel it, like. It, You know what? OK, so there's this character on there called Doug Dimidome. Right. Yeah. It's so funny because I always like play the, a remix of this Doug Dimidome song. It's just, <laughs> it's just dumb. So, I mean, it's simply a little thing that I like to do. But um, no, I, I know I know what cartoon you're talking about, uh, dude. That, I think that's such a cool concept, man. And uh, I'm really looking forward to, uh, uh, you know, watching you grow and also seeing you perform and uh, hearing this uh, new stuff. Yeah, yeah, here too. Yeah, so thank you so much for uh, coming on. Okay, I really appreciate yeah. you. Thank yeah. you for having Great me. Great meeting you. Really yeah. enjoyed your uh, you guys visit will definitely with you meet, today. Uh, in person at one of our parties sometime, hopefully. So uh, you know, during the day, up. during the day, right? daytime uh, <laughs> I've, I've actually yeah I, I barely go out during the day too shit and now i'm kidding dude it's a whole vampire thing you know it's i know, I know i'm not gonna let it go exactly <laughs> but uh yeah follow ilu at uh ilu music underscore on instagram uh follow us at pttp show leave us a review on itunes love you guys take care and peace
Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace.